You're listening to Syntax, the podcast with the tastiest web development treats out there. Strap yourself in and get ready. Here is Scott Talensky and Wes Boss. Welcome to Syntax. This is a hasty treat brought to you by our good friends at Netlify. Scott and I are going to make a push to do a whole bunch more of these hasty treats, which if you haven't had a hasty treat before, they're to die for. Uh, <laughs> they're essentially just like smaller versions of the podcast. It's where we tackle a topic that doesn't necessarily fill up an entire podcast, but we can probably get between 20, 10 and 20 minutes out of it. So I'm going to throw it over to Scott to talk a little bit about our sponsor and then we'll dive in. And today's topic is domain management. Nice. Yeah. So Netlify, as uh, many of our longtime listeners will know that I absolutely love Netlify and I know Wes does too. Netlify is a host for your sites, right? But it's more than just a host because the Netlify experience is so cool. You you log in, you maybe give it a Git repo, it automatically detects maybe if you're using like a Gatsby site, and then you hit go and it automatically uh, will deploy your site. Now, that's not where it ends because Netlify makes everything simple for you from actually domain management stuff to SSL certificates to using serverless functions. They make working with serverless functions so easy. They make identity, logins, password recovery. All these things are awesome features that are built right into the Netlify platform. You also have access to forms. They make all the stuff that makes working with front end code difficult. They make it absolutely effortless. So if you've ever had any barriers to entry in working with either a static site or just a front end code or stuff like that, you're going to find Net- your home at very comfortable at Netlify with all of these excellent features. Not only that, but I'm telling you, the initial experience of pushing up your first site to Netlify is just it, it, you don't get a whole lot of services that give you that kind of experience. So uh, definitely something I highly recommend trying just checking it out. Uh, who knows? You try it once and who knows? It, it, I mean, it could instantly become your favorite host. So they make everything absolutely easy. It, you can get started for free. And the coolest part about Netlify is, is you really only pay for the extra features that you use. For instance, if you are only using forms and you aren't using identity, uh, which is their login system or functions, which is their serverless function system. If you aren't using those extra ones, you can sign up for just forms and uh, get access to, you know, however many forms you're sending. But for the most part, I mean, the free plans are pretty unreal. So huge, huge props to Netlify for everything that they do. And we're so happy to have them as the the Hasty Treat sponsor. Uh, this Hasty Treat is possible because Netlify is picking up these uh, extra episodes. So we're, we're just extremely happy to have them. So head on over to Netlify.com forward slash syntax to sign up for Netlify. Let them know where you came from. If they ever ask, uh, tweet up and say uh, that you heard about Netlify on Syntax uh, because, you know, we obviously love them as a sponsor and we'd love to keep having them on. So, yeah, quite a few people have been doing that recently where they have been just tweeting being like, hey, Syntax, thanks for showing us this sponsor. And that is awesome because it helps uh, the sponsors keep coming back for more and then we can keep making more awesome episodes. So let's dive into domain management. Um, we'll start off with a 101 and we'll dive into all the different parts of, of having a domain management. Domains are a source of a lot of frustration yep. as web developers because 
If you screw them up, your website goes down, your email could go down. And if you make a change, it's not instant to know if it worked or not. And you kind of have to sit on your hands for a little bit. So uh, hopefully we're going to demystify it. I'm not an expert of on how domains work, but I have been using them for about 15 years now. So I know a thing or two about them. So as a 101, if you're brand new to domain name, if, if you're not, <laughs> skip ahead 30 seconds. But uh, a domain name is uh, servers have ad, uh, what are called IP addresses. Uh, and it either has a normal IP address, IPv4, it's called, which is like 192.48. whatever, uh, or you have a what's called a IPv6 address for that specific thing, and, and that will just be a much longer thing. I, IPv6 came out years and years ago. Actually, when I was in school, we learned IPv6, and it doesn't seem to have taken hold uh, very much just yet, which is frustrating because we're running out of IP addresses for uh, the rest of the rest of our servers. Why does that matter? Well, you, you get a domain name like westboss.com. People can remember that and then they point your domain name to a specific server and that's how it works, right? So do you want to take a stab at, uh, once you have a domain set up, you want to take a stab at what is DNS, Scott? Yeah, so DNS is basically, you could think of it like a like an address book sort of thing, right? So what happens is when you type in your URL bar, like you had, I'm going to go to leveluptutorials.com and uh, do. So you want to type that in, you hit enter. So what happens then is that address gets looked up in this sort of address book, this DNS server. And this DNS server is going to be like, okay, level up tutorials, where is that? And level up tutorials will return an IP address. Now that IP address is linked to a server or a computer somewhere else where your site's actually running. And that is essentially a, a like an address book. Hey, here's where to go. And then the next, the computer goes to that IP address to retrieve exactly what you told it to retrieve in the first place. So it's sort of like a, a pretty mask on top of uh, your, your, your domain or your IP address, right? Yeah. It's, it's a, and then you have that address book full of, so there's two things that I, I kind of need to break down here. First, you yeah. have something called name servers, right? And and what name servers are is that your domain name will always have one to four, usually it's two, name servers, which will point to another server that tells you where that address book lives. So before you can even get to that address book, you need to set your domain name to have name servers that will handle the, the listing of your address book because your domain name has a lot more than just hosting on it. It will often have email on it. It will have information about like if you use like a third party email service, you want to validate that you own that domain. You might want to put a text record on that. If you've got a whole bunch of subdomains. If you have aliases, all kinds of stuff goes on that address book of it. But the first thing you need is actually a DNS server. And that is what actually takes the longest amount of time, because when you change your name server, and again, the name server is where that address book lives, those changes, that sort of arrow to where your address book lives, it needs to propagate through all of the DNS yeah. servers around the world. Because there is, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe there's a root DNS server, and then all of the other kind of children DNS servers around the world need to update their cache based on that. Because when you request like westboss.com, I think what happens is that it goes to your ISP first, and then if your ISP doesn't know where that is, then it'll go to your the next one and then the, the next one and the next one and the next one and the next mm -hmm. one. And if any of those along the way have an older version of that of that name server, then it's going to take anywhere from six minutes to 48 hours for those those name servers to actually update. Yeah, which is a common pain point 
right? That sort of, I have all my settings done. Now I just have to sit and wait to see if it actually worked. Yeah. And I find a lot of people only know about name servers and then they will always change their name servers to point to their host where what you should really be doing is pointing your name servers to a DNS management, something that will manage your DNS all in one place. And then from there, you can you can modify the different records of that address book, which they update like in a couple of minutes. Is that true? It's a good in question. my experience. Yeah. In my experience, the, the A record will update within 10 minutes or so. Yeah. I think there, what is there? A, there's a, a value you can modify too. What is that? The, uh, the TTL, the TTL. Yeah. Time to live. Time to live. That's a <laughs> sort of a heavy name there for that. Yeah. Ooh, that's dark. <laughs> so, uh, what are, let's give a couple examples of, of some of the DNS providers, because uh, what I previously used to do is I would just set my name server to be digital ocean or Bluehost mm-hmm. or GoDaddy or whatever. And then whenever I needed to modify that domain name, I would just have to sit there and be like, what do I need to log into to change this domain? Where like managing your DNS in the same place you host is maybe not necessarily, it's it's okay, it works in a lot of cases, but uh, I much prefer now to have a single place to manage all my domain names. Um, and then from there, you can point them to your different servers that live around the world. Yeah, so I uh, manage mine on DNS simple. Um, it's a little pricey because you're paying like a subscription fee. It, mm-hmm. It's sort of interesting. Uh, for five bucks monthly, you get service on five domains or 25 bucks monthly, you get service on five domains and then you're paying, like you get additional features for the different tiers, right? So you end up paying per domain at some point once you get over five. So like, let's say you're on the personal program, which is missing a bunch of features. By all means, it has enough features, but let's say you're on that, you're got 10 domains managed on there. It's seven bucks a month, not terrible or anything like that. And keep in mind, this is just for managing DNS stuff. It has nothing to do with your, your actual domain hosting or whether you're purchasing your domain or or whatever like that. So uh, I use DNS simple. It is very feature rich. They offer like a bunch of stuff to make it really easy on you. They really emphasize user experience in terms of like, hey, I don't want to fiddle with all these records. There's so many like one click ads. Oh, I'm, I'm using Google apps. All right, one click ad. It just you, you almost never modify an actual DNS records. Like on so many yeah. other systems, you're left to sort of know what to do. But this one really holds your hands through a lot of it. Also, it makes things like SSL really super simple with Let's Encrypt. And uh, it, it just it just makes things easy. So if you're looking for maybe paying a premium to get some easy, easy, easy service, uh, I would check out DNS Simple. I, I like it a lot. Wicked. I use uh, I buy all of my domain names at hover.com. Uh-huh. Um, I've been been using them for for years. Um, I buy at unfo- name.com. Name. I have a couple on name.com that you cannot buy. We'll talk about those in just a second. Yeah, name.com uh, is there a nice Colorado company, nice Denver company. Actually, it's funny. Hover is a Canadian Toronto company. So yeah, there you go. Local. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyways, um, I buy them all there and they have an awesome DNS management screen. Some of these like UIs to update your DNS are always a little Awful. bit scary. Yeah. Um, and Hover's is really, really nice. However, I often, almost what I'll do for every domain name I have, I'll point it, I'll t- point my name servers at Cloudflare. And Cloudflare is, if you don't know, it's a 
It's a service that does um, like attack mitigation. It gives you free SSL certificates. It'll do caching. Uh, it'll actually minify your JavaScript if you want. It'll compress your images. It, it sort of like sits in between between your website and your user and will will proxy a lot of your traffic. And uh, I really like it because I find that my stuff updates really quickly when I do it because Cloudflare is like a large chunk of the internet. They even have their own like DNS resolvers, which is 1.1.1.1. And uh, I just put all you can for free. You can put all your domain names in there and uh, you get free SSL on there as well if you want to turn that on. And I've been a big fan of that. So I either manage my DNS at Hover directly or I flip it over to Cloudflare and, and manage it all directly in Cloudflare. They both have really good UIs for, for managing all of the different records that you might have. I think that's important. And what's so annoying about these things is that uh, regardless of the company, and the UI, whether or not the UI is good or bad or whatever, so many different companies take different stances as to how to present this stuff. Like yeah. they label things differently. They have their own system that they're sort of just expecting you to somehow magically know to use this or this when it's like a very specific for them kind of thing. And and the difference is when you read documentation on maybe setting up an SSL certificate in the past, like when you had to buy one before then, and you'd read the instructions and they would tell you to do something on a uh, DNS uh, and it would just be like, well, I don't even have these options. I don't even have the options to do that. And that was always such a huge pain point. So I'm so glad to see companies like this uh, really taking a step forward in, in their user interfaces for these things. Yeah, totally. I, I agree. There's is too much pain in accidentally breaking that kind of stuff. And that's, it scares me so much when you ever have to switch a domain name. So I'm, uh, every time I've migrated a domain name, like I unfortunately have a lot of domain names on GoDaddy because I was a web developer 15 years ago. <laughs> uh, and uh, every time I move one over to to hover or name, it's always very scary <laughs> yeah. to actually do that. Um, what else do we got here? Uh, all the different types of records. So you have na you have a records and like at records, um, and what those will do. Those are your primary uh, pointers at your server. So if you have a server and you want a either your main domain or a subdomain, you can set those up to point at your server, um, or you can point those at a load balancer, which will in turn uh, distribute it through multiple servers that mm -hmm. you have. Uh, you've got MX records, which are for dealing with mail, uh, mail exchange, mail I think it exchange, stands for. Yeah. So uh, I usually just set these up to be the Google ASPMX records. Mm -hmm. And then you have uh, Google apps set up for, for your domain name. And now MX records also have a priority, too. If you ever see the like little number after an MX record, it's like one, five, five, ten, that kind of thing. Uh, those are sort of which one to try first. Hey, try this one first. Okay. So if you ever see those numbers, again, the lower the number, the higher the priority. So it's which one will be used first. So uh, that way uh, you can ensure that it's not going to fail, right? By having multiple options, which is many times why you see so many with the MX records. Totally. What about CNAME? Do you want to give that a stab? Yeah, CNAME stands for canonical name. CNAME is basically to alias one name to another. And oftentimes you'll see this being used as like asterisk.domain.com. And that way, like any subdomain could point to the domain. So you're basically uh, with a CNAME, uh, you can refer to uh, another domain. So m maybe you have like blog dot level up tutorials dot com and you want it to point to the same a record you can do that with just the uh i think it's sometimes it's usually like an ad sign right like a what is it a swirly a sign 
monkey tail is what my opal calls it oh the monkey tail that's a dope name <laughs> i'm gonna start, start using that that's way cooler <laughs> monkey tail yeah that's that's really good um so that's some of the major records there's all kinds of other records in there sometimes companies will uh, make you put in just a regular text record which is not a standard but it's just like put this on your domain name so that we can verify that you actually own this domain name because like you could sign up for something like postmark and start sending emails from westboss.com but unless you have actually proven to the sender that you own that domain via setting a, a text record or there's a couple other ones that I totally forget what they are. Uh, DNS Simple has a really dope one called an alias record, which I've used before uh, in the past, you know, like um, what they're called apex domains, which are yep. domains without a, uh, you know, www dot like a just level of tutorials dot com with nothing before it. An alias record at DNS Simple is basically a fake record type that allows you to do CNAME behavior on an Apex domain, which is uh, once you get into that kind of stuff and, and you can't do that, it's a little frustrating. So the fact that they have a, a special alias record that sort of handles any sort of complexities that you might have for you, um, that it's super sick for me. Yeah, I, I had to go into that at some point. Me too. Yeah. And it's what I forget why, but it was a nightmare. Yes, yeah, total nightmare. Yeah. The one I'm talking about here is a DKIM. It's a domain key identified email. So if you ever want to send email from uh, a service that does sending email, SendGrid, Postmark, things like that, you'll have to do a DKIM to prove that you actually own that uh, domain name. Dope. What else we got here? Different kinds of domain names. So what's interesting to know is that we have TLDs, top level domains. You have like .com and .ca and, and, and whatnot. We have a whole bunch of them now. Ever since a couple of years ago, we have like .pizza and .club. And, yeah, it's uh, crazy most of how these, that blew up out of nowhere. I mean, it's great. Yeah, most of them have like a um, like an internationally, like Google will view them as international, mm -hmm. um, even though like .tv is is actually for a country called Tuvalu, yeah, um, which is actually kind of cool. Vimeo has like a a little documentary on how the .tv is funding this little little island of Tuvalu, which is actually sinking <laughs> because of our polluting. But they're oh, trying to fight it with the yeah .io is Indian Ocean, but Google sees those as oh that's not actually like a Tuvalu website. People are just using it because they like it .tv or .io. So Google recognizes, has a list of globally recognizable domain names. Um, and then there is other country code discounts. Like I think I, I have a .af domain name, uh, which is for Afghanistan, which has um, led me into all kinds of trouble. It's like, a, it was like so sketchy to get it set up and it, like it didn't work half the time. And I went to like the Afghanistan Twitter and it just said, we have shut down because of lack of resources. Oh, jeez. And... <laughs> So that is actually for Afghanistan, and I have boss.af because it's um, funny for, for selling my stickers. And uh, that probably hurts my search engine if I cared about search engine optimization on that one because that tells it it's an Afghani website. But I couldn't, funny fact, I couldn't get a SSL certificate from any of the places that sold SSL certificates, including Cloudflare. Because there's like an embargo on the United States oh, doing man, uh, wow. business with Afghanistan. Isn't that nuts? It's nuts. You know, I, I actually, I had a, uh, before I had Level Up Tutorials, I, I had my freelance company, which I called Folded Cat Creative. 
<laughs> and I had a sweet little like origami cat logo. It was pretty sick. It actually kind of looks like uh, what GitLab's logo looks like now is same colors and everything. This was way, way back then. And I was trying to buy folded.cat because that's a sweet domain. And uh, it's for <laughs> Catalonia. And they do not oh, yeah. sell you domains. To get a .catalonia, you had to prove that your website was either about the country or had something to do with the country or was like promoting the country in some sort of way. And I was like, well, maybe I'll just put like a footer in the bottom and like thanking the the, the country. And then, of yeah. course, it didn't work. It was like it's such a huge process and they wouldn't they wouldn't give it to me. So I never got that yeah. cat. Oh, man, that's what name.com does in a lot of these cases is they set up businesses in all of these countries and they actually own the domain name for you. And then they just kind of like proxy it to mm-hmm. you because you have to in a lot of these like cool dot whatever's. Uh, you actually have to own a business in that country in order to secure a, a domain name. So. Yeah. And speaking of cool domain names, do you know, like, did you ever use that domain or domain? Yeah, IR? I love that website. Yeah. So this is a cool website. If you've never seen it, it's domain R dot com. And you can type in your domain. Let's say we're typing in level up tuts. And then it basically gives you all of the like interesting sort of domain names you could possibly buy with it. It looks like there's a few level up touch domains still available like .net and .org. Please don't don't take those for me. I I've used Domainer <laughs> for a long time, and I also use IWantMyName.com. Oh yeah, I've seen which that one, yeah. will give you a list of every single one. So it'll look up if you ter- type in Wes, it'll tell you like Wes.coffee is ten bucks. Wes.college is ninety nine bucks. Oh, yeah, Wes.cologne. Ooh, Wes.cologne. <laughs> That would be gross. Uh, anyways, it, it shows you all of the possible options, which is kind of fun. I'm a big fan of .io domain names myself. Have you ever actually bought a domain name off someone before? Off of someone? Yeah. Yeah, we bought the... Uh, my parents had a, a tea company called Blooming Tea. We bought bloomingtea.com off of someone. Also, bloomingtea.com now currently sale for sale by Scott Talinsky. So if you're starting a tea company, reach <laughs> out to me because I've been trying to sell that one. Yeah, so that's the only one I've ever bought. What was the process like for that? We had like a, ooh, there was like a third party, like escrow situation going on. And we had eventually agreed to a price. It was, it was like kind of, I I was very green. This was like 2008. I didn't necessarily know what I was doing. Um, Yeah. So it, it took, it was, it worked out, but eventually it was sort of like where to send this to. And then they, they basically just gave control over the, the address or wherever you tell it to send to or the account you tell it to send to like, just like open it up to be transferred or whatever. Yeah. That whole process. I don't know. It worked out. We were trying to buy one lately for that startup I was working at. And this guy was like really trying to hardball us, like giving us, I want to say he's like asking for like 25 grand for it. And we we're just like, I don't know. It's like important, but not that important. And uh, we eventually said, no, it's cool. And then he like dropped his prices by 5,000. They dropped it by 10, 20. And by that point, the startup had already dissolved. So we were just like, no, sorry, man. You just missed out on your chance to even make, you know, five grand on this. Because we probably would have done it for five grand, to be honest. But I always wish that I I always see domain names that are for sale and I want. And I just like, I can't get into it. But I've bought bought two before, both from other developers. I bought JavaScript.co, which I'm sitting on for a JavaScript course. And that I think I bought that for a thousand bucks, which I thought was a pretty good deal. Yeah. And then uh, learnnode.com was registered by so I forget his name right now. Excuse me if you're listening to this, but uh, he was very kind. I was, I was willing to buy it for him. And he said, if you donate three hundred dollars to the EFF, Electronic Frontier Foundation, 
you can have it. That's dope. Um, That's which was amazing. Dope. Like I was so happy to to get that because domain names for my courses are are really really important. Those are the only two I've ever bought, and both of those I just kind of was like hoped that it didn't get screwed up. And then I've never actually gone through an escrow. I have looked into it. I know that it's a hundred dollars where an escrow will hold both the money and the domain name, and then switch them over uh, once both. Parties have been when satisfied. we did that, the seller took care of all of that stuff. We didn't pay anything extra for the escrow. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Interesting. All right. We're about 25 minutes in. I think that's that's it for today's Hasty Treat. Yeah, anything else to, to say about domain names? No, I don't think so. I love buying domain names. I'm, I'm that type of developer who will uh, be intoxicated and come up with a great idea and be like, I'm buying the domain right now and I'm going to yeah. make a million dollars and then <laughs> have the domain and be like, what? Oh no! <laughs> Why do I have this? Uh, so yeah. I, I like buying domains. It's it's funny because they're they're cheap, and if you ever have a good idea, you can always just buy one. You can just buy one and hold on to it's it. It's not cheap for me. It. Well, how many domain names do you have? I only have twenty right now. I did some spring cleaning. Oh yeah, I I did my taxes last year, and I spent without buying any domain names. I spent fifteen hundred dollars on domain because I have like stupid ones like. Boss.af is $100 a year. Oh, yeah. None of mine and are that expensive. West.io is like 49 It used to be 100 bucks a year for IOs, domains. The, uh, the fanciest one I have is levelup.video. Ooh. That's the most expensive one. What do, what do I have? I got to find some fun ones. I have es5.io, just in case anyone tried to jack me. <laughs> uh, I have all the for beginners, angularforbeginners.com, ember for beginners, js for beginners.com, css for beginners. I have like JavaScript 30, like, typedout.com smart couple of them yeah i have a whole bunch that every year i realize what i was almost really stoked about a year before and then i forgot about <laughs> totally yeah i know I, some of these were like hilarious that i had like i was like i had one called yoga sequence.com where i was going to build an app that had like computer generated like yoga sequences based off of common patterns in yoga and stuff like that it was going to be really sick and it's just like one of those things that you just never have the time to ever do it's like a sick idea sick domain i'm just like eh, i'm not gonna do yeah this. one of my favorites is syntax.fm yeah is, i was so stoked that that was available know, that's a good one yeah anyways that's it for today hopefully you enjoyed the hasty treat and we'll see you in the next one yeah let us know what you think about hasty treats if you want to yeah. see uh t- like specific topics i mean this is again this is sort of even though we've done hasty treats before this uh, this is kind of like episode 001 for hasty treats because it's going to be a, a recurring thing and again thank you nellify for uh, sponsoring and taking us on as the you know hasty treats so again we're going to be doing these more frequently and let us know what you think we're so sort of omitting some of our our classic stuff just to give you a quick bite of something tasty uh but yeah that's that's pretty much it they used to be called what we we were gonna call them snack episodes until someone snack packs hasty treat is the best hasty treat is the best it's hilarious (laughs) i told you i met the hasty treat the guy who came up with tasty treats the legend yeah i was at uh i'm so sorry i forgot your name i met i met him at the site day i was speaking at site day he came up to me he's like hey i just wanted to tell you that i was the one who came up with hasty treat and i was so so thankful for that i was just like you are the man (laughs) you are the very best so thank you once more shout out hasty treat reach out to me on twitter i'll retweet you i'm so sorry for forgetting your name so that's it as always thank you so much for watching we're gonna uh check you out next wednesday with the next next syntax episode where either way we're talking a lot of so much good stuff coming up again so pumped to be able to do these hasty treats as always we're gonna give a little piece to carry us out here so uh (laughs) all right peace peace
head on over to Syntax.fm for a full archive of all of our shows. And don't forget to subscribe in your podcast player or drop a review if you like this show.